0: Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention go check out our Twitter page at Midcourt Madness for all of our show updates as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website where we post all of our writing at MidcourtManus.WordPress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, the Sweet 16 begins tomorrow or today depends on when you're really listening to this it also may have began like two or three days ago depending on when you listen to it but we're gonna re or not recap all the games we're gonna preview all the games um and let you know who you should be watching out for All right, Biggs, The Sweet Sixteen begins tomorrow. We are recording this Wednesday early evening, we'll say. Now, you know, you know me. I always find, like to find a good jumping-off point for discussion here, and I usually do it with a question. Um, which region are you most looking forward to?
1: Um, I think the the easy. I think there's an easy answer to this. I, th- I think the region that should be the best is the one that's the chalkiest,
0: the top left. Oh.
1: Yep, it's the Northwest region with Gonzaga, Arkansas, and Duke, Texas Tech. And luckily, those games are in, like, chronological order. They start on Thursday. Thank God. Has this week just gone by super slow for you? I feel like it's gone by so I feel like far. it's gone
0: by super fast.
1: Oh, I'm just, like, I'm filled with anticipation for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. This week is going by so slow. It could be that it's just so gloomy outside. I, be. This is what my, my heart is going to feel here in like three weeks is just cloudy skies, <laughs> sadness, gloom.
0: It's just uh, getting you ready for it.
1: I, yeah, kind of it feels like it a little bit. But
0: but, but like not soon after that, there should be that. a Rothstein tweet that says like, you know, a hundred days from you know, the start of the new basketball season. So you have that to look forward to.
1: It's gonna be like five hundred days though, isn't it?
0: I I don't think it's five hundred days unless unless there's another pandemic.
1: Oh, they're better not, I swear. Don't take my college basketball away from me.
0: It's the dumbest one I've ever seen.
1: Top five. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think that Northwest region though. I mean, you got Gonzaga, Arkansas, which is a one versus a four, um, and I think I think there's a chance that that game is is really interesting because Arkansas plays a physical, slow it down style of basketball, and they've got um, a guard in JD Note who can kind of take over the ball game. Arkansas, it's hard to really get excited just because, man, the last time we saw them, they were playing in just a horrendous basketball game where they beat New Mexico state in just a disgusting, quite frankly, offensive display display of offense, but AKA
0: AKA Virginia.
1: Yeah. They played even worse than Virginia. Like that's what, that's what everyone thinks Virginia is. And it was rough. Right. And, And, but I think there's a really good team still in there. So I don't know. And then and then Gonzaga obviously was pushed to the pushed to the limits by Memphis. They they kind of came through. You talked about it on our last pod about how Arizona, you know, you you always say there's there's a team that every time there's a national championship, like the team has to go through kind of a tough, gutted out kind of game. Maybe Gonzaga's was that win over Memphis. Who knows?
0: Very well could be. And yeah, no, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. You know, Arkansas has, you know, decent amount of firepower. JD Note is obviously the the star, the uh, the star that stirs, stirs the drink, so to say. Um He's the got, He is, yes. And they have other guys, um, you know, Amoudier, Adis, Tony. Um, my biggest question for them, and maybe you could answer this for me: How do you think they match up with the bigs from Gonzaga? Because I, I feel like I feel like Arkansas might have the advantage at the guard position, but I, I feel like they're they pale in comparison when it comes to the big man matchups.
1: I think Jalen Williams is a. I mean, he's emerged as one of the top big guys. He emerged as as one of the top bigs in the SEC over the second half of the season for Arkansas. I mean, he's a really, really good, really talented sophomore. He's not as good as Drew Timmy, obviously, but um, I, I think he's he's really good. He's solid enough where he can he can stretch them out on the other end of the floor, and he can he can pass and shoot a little bit, and and he'll make them play defense. And then I think defensively, I mean, he's mobile, he's strong, he's athletic, he can he can defend the rim. So I mean I, th- I think he can contend with them, and I, I really don't think this is kind of like back to the, we were talking about this. I don't remember when we were talking about it, but to be Purdue, we're talking about talking about Purdue. You can't fight fire with fire. You can't try to match their size. I think you have to try to do something different. Nobody is going to have the front court to like the talent that Gonzaga does. You're just you're going to have to live with. The quicker you get over the idea that we, we don't have the same kind of talent that they do with Timmy and Holmgren, the better you'll be. I think I think Arkansas has the athletes though that you don't need to guard Chet Holmgren with another seven footer. He doesn't play like a seven footer on offense, right? He's not usually ducking into the post and like backing you down and throwing up a baby hook or something, right? He's he's mobile. He wants to step outside, and shoot and dribble. You can downsize and guard him with a six six guy like Adish Tony, Stanley Amoutier. Um They've got they've got guys I think who can who can physically contend. I mean, they're not as talented, but. I think they can slow it down and, and grind on those guys.
0: Yeah. And I do, I do really like how they did this schedule, for, at least for Thursday. With I, I like that that's the first game we get to see. I really do. Yeah. I think it's a good way to start. And I think um, right now on ESPN, I see the lines nine and a half um, in Gonzaga's favor. I could see it like, I could see the final result being like the final, a uh, Gonzaga winning by more than that. But I do see it being played within like, you know, five or six points for most of the game. And then I think Gonzaga will sort of drag away, or pull away late.
1: I can see that. Yeah, I, I just think Arkansas, they, they play a tough – their defense really – over maybe kind of early into the SEC season, their defense took off, and they became like one of the top defensive teams in the country. I don't know where they sit when it comes to their – like when they, where their metrics are at like the Ken Palm level. But, I mean, defensively – let me look here. They're 14th in defensive efficiency, so they they play at a really, really, really solid defense. They play fast, so I, I guess I, I always I always thought they were. Um, I, was, was I was
0: I was gonna say I always thought of them being one of the more up tempo teams in the country. I see they're 28th. Yeah, so um, they're up, so
1: they're up there. So they're gonna yeah, try and run and gun with Gonzaga a little bit, but they defend well too. So it's not like it's not like a team that that plays super high high pace and doesn't play any defense. So. I don't know. I, I think they've got a good chance. And again, JD Note is a guard who, if he gets cooking, he's a guy who can take over sketch, uh, stretches of a ball game.
0: Yep. All right. Now the winner of that game will play the winner of the Duke Texas Tech game. Do we just want to bash Duke for another five minutes like we did the, the last episode?
1: <laughs> who do you think wins this game? Heart, hand, hand to God. Hand on your heart. One hand on your heart and the other one to the sky. I'm just going to go
0: with my gut. I do think Duke is going to win. Yeah, me too. I do. They have, you know, and you talked about how they have all this strength and all this toughness to them. I think here, you know, size is going to win out in this one with uh, Mark Williams and Paolo. And, like, people forget, like, Mark Williams is the ACC defensive player of the year. He, wasn't he? I didn't
1: forget that. I just didn't even know that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Because I know as a North Carolina fan, everyone's uh, up in arms that Leaky Black didn't get it. I'm pretty sure it's Mark Williams. Is there Williams a single person
1: it. that's actually up in arms over that?
0: No, yeah, no, it's a scroll through North Carolina Twitter and people are people are up in arms about Alondis Williams getting player of the year over um, Armando Baycott. And who, I'm pretty sure it's Mark Williams who got ACC player of the year. Or a defensive player of the year. That that feels that feels silly to me. I feel like I
1: can find any single. That's the beautiful thing about Twitter, though. Is I can find any narrative I want. I
0: yep. can
1: find someone on Twitter who doesn't think LeBron James is a good basketball player. they like not not people that don't like him. But I think right. he's a clown. But right. There there's probably someone if if I don't think LeBron James is a good basketball. player... LeBron can probably search on, on Twitter and find someone said people people are saying I'm not any good. It's like, no one's saying that. But but Twitter, (laughs) someone out there is saying that. There is no depth to stupidity on Twitter. And this is a perfect example of it. No one in the world should think Leaky Black is the best defensive player in the ACC. Nor should anybody be upset that Armando Bacot didn't win ACC Player of the Year, because who
0: cares? Cares. But anyways, I did look it up. Mark Williams is the Defensive Player of the Year, so people forget that. So, like, you you, 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 uh, you especially, as well as other journalists, have talked about Texas Tech and their defense um, Duke does have some defensive prowess, at least at the center spot.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they certainly do. They do. And, and, and I think Duke's defense as a whole is not very good, but the teams that give Duke a hard time are ones that have like slashing guards who can play that spread pick and roll. We saw it when North Carolina played them here a couple weeks ago, they just absolutely diced them up by doing the same thing over and over again. It was middle ball screen, pick and roll, spread the floor. And you're either getting Baycott roll into the rim backside uh, backside pitch to a three ball or your yep. guard who's getting into the paint, splitting the double team and getting to the rim because they don't have like, they're, they're, they're just so often, they're so hot and cold on the defensive end of the floor. And Bancaro looks like he doesn't care. He, he, he'd rather just let you shoot it so then he can go down and try to score and then talk shit to you on the way back. Um, you know, AJ Griffin is a freshman who's big and athletic. And for Ooh, I have an played, idea.
0: Let, let's place a bet on who Paolo first trash talks to after scoring a fast break layup, but, but then he's on his way back, and like, there's like no one even guarding him. But but he just happens to run by someone on the way back.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's one of those where like he just kind of like stares into the abyss, and he's like trash talking like the crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where guys will sc- they'll, they'll score, and then they'll just like stare off into like nothing. It's like who are you looking
0: at? he's going to be looking at the crowd and saying where's chris beard
1: yeah prob- probably probably <laughs> something something like that i don't know but that that's the type of team the type of teams that give duke problems are are those ones like miami right miami beat duke because they've got a bunch of guards who can get into gaps get to the paint make life difficult carolina was able to do that because they've got good guards and like a low post like offensively carolina can run really good offense you know teams that teams that give them a hard even michigan state a team that's not all that talented, but they've got their, their some of their best players are, uh, AJ Holgard. And, um, uh, who's the, uh, who's the other point guard that they had? Um, uh, I'm blanking on the other point guard, but they've got, they got Cassius good, Winston. Yeah. They got two good point guards who can like get into the paint and like make plays. Texas tech doesn't really have that. Their offense is not, it's not really built that way. They're all big and strong. And they just kind of, they just kind of muscle their way to the basket. And so I feel like Duke does have enough size and strength where they can, they can kind of, if they decide to match Texas techs, like physicality, they're, they're big and strong enough to do it. So I, I, I do worry that, um, as much of a culture war, as much as I am rooting for good in this good versus evil battle, I do feel like evil, uh, with, without really room for any debate, has more talent.
0: Okay. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's go to the other region, and we'll just stick with the ones that tip off um, Thursday night for now. And so the first one tomorrow night in the uh, inverted south-left region. See what I did there?
1: I sure did.
0: Yeah. Uh, is Michigan versus Villanova. Michigan – you know, we've talked about this a lot. They shouldn't be in this tournament, Biggs, but they're here in the Sweet 16. Can they give Villanova a run for their money? Um, can Hunter Dickinson take over?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's a good team in there. Michigan, obviously, they proved themselves as a very good team by beating Tennessee in a game where it, they they took a punch for punch and they they just they kind of outpunched them, right? I mean, they just, they just went and beat them. And Hunter Dickinson is probably the best player on the court, again, in this game against Villanova. Uh, I think that they did this impressively, really, on uh, on Saturday against Tennessee without getting really much from anybody not named Dickinson or Eli Brooks. So can you get something out of Caleb Houston, who's played better over the second half of the season, uh, a really highly rated freshman? Uh, can you get a little more out of Musa Diabate, uh, another highly rated freshman who's had a, a lot of like his high-end kind of like highlight tape is like, whoa, this kid is special. And then there's times where he really doesn't do much. Um, can you, uh, Devontae Jones is like, you know, he didn't play in the first game uh, of the tournament and he came back and, and didn't really give them a ton in Saturday's game. I think he might, did he get hurt maybe early on in the game? Like, I feel like he didn't give him a ton, but if if he's a little further removed from from a little injuries, maybe he's back and he can give you something. Because Villanova obviously has the better guard play, but I do think Michigan's size and their, and their toughness and their just overall talent. Allows them to stay in this game.
0: What's uh what's the status on Devontae Jones? Did he play in a Tennessee game? I think I he did. did. He played he didn't did play a ton, bit. but he played a little bit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I think I just googled it. I think he's it's a little up in the air right now. Um, but no. Should be uh should be a fun game and yet yeah, I'm really just interested to see um you know, Villanova likes to play these like, you know tweeners between being like a three and a four. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they match up with Michigan and And with Hunter Dickinson's size here. Um, But no, that's really all I have on this game. Do you have anything else? I mean, who do you think wins? Nova.
1: I do too. I mean, I think it's just hard to pick against them, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, and with these two, with these four games tomorrow night, we could easily have two one versus two matches for the Elite Age.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that would be shocking. I guess I'll be honest. Like if I had to put like a percentage on it, maybe that's maybe that's the better way to do this is like I would say Gonzaga over Arkansas. I'm like 80-20%. Like you know how ESPN has right. the thing where if you click on it. I'm like 80-20 Gonzaga. I think they're they should be like maybe like 20% of me thinks Arkansas could win.
0: Okay. I'm like 60-40 Duke. I'd say 55-45 Duke.
1: Yeah, that's okay, fine. I'll go 50 I'll be 54-46. 50 I mean, more sure.
0: Fifty two
1: point five to forty seven point five. Fifty one point nine to forty no, shoot, forty eight point one. Hashtag math. Let's see. <laughs> I'm over one hundred percent certain there will be a result. Yes. <laughs> but uh Nova, Michigan, I mean that one I think that one's really close to fifty fifty for me. I don't care the Michigan's an eleven. Again, we're in the sweet sixteen. Take away the seed line numbers from these teams now at this point. Um I think that one's like a 50 – that might be like a 53-47. I truly would not be surprised at all if Michigan wins. I have a weird feeling. Just
0: almost they, – they, they do this. They do this. They do this,
1: for one. Yeah. And just by the nature of the way Villanova plays, the way they play, they're just not going to run away from anybody anymore. They do not have – this is not – again, this is not your older brother's uh, Villanova team where they're explosive offensively. and They can come out and pile up three after three after three and hang 100 on someone. They just don't play that way, so I think by nature they're like Virginia. They play slow. They 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 hang around, but because of the way they play, they kind of allow you to hang around too. You know what I mean? And so it's like the, it comes down to like the final five minutes of the game and which team can execute. And most of the time, Villanova is the better team at that. But mm-hmm. I I just wouldn't be surprised if they find themselves in one of these nip and tuck games. And Michigan's Michigan's got enough goods to beat them.
0: Already. And then they will play the winner of the nightcap, the Arizona-Houston game. And Houston just continues to do what they do. They – fundamentals. And yeah, you know, would you rather have an Arizona-Villanova Elite Eight or a Houston-Villanova Elite Eight, which would have like a total of three turnovers and seven charged, charges taken?
1: Yeah, I was trying to think about this. Um, once we got the Sweet 16 field, like which teams would I be okay with getting to the final four? You know, there are teams where it's just like, I don't really, as good as they are and as respectable as they are, I don't really need to keep watching these teams. And I don't like Duke. Watch-
0: wait, wait, no, Duke isn't respectable. Never mind
1: yeah that that's adorable. yeah, like uh, St. Peter's, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. I don't want to watch them play in the final four.
0: Did you so there's some stuff coming out about like their uh, facilities, I guess and uh, I think like it's former players talking about playing for them and stuff. And it's not like they're trying to bash St. Peter's or anything, but there's stories of like in their weight room, they're not allowed to have like music blaring because they literally share a wall with like actual classrooms.
1: I think I did. I did hear this. I mean, yeah, it's a tiny, I mean, have you seen their gymnasium versus some of these other high? Yeah. It's like ones? a
0: junior high level gymnasium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. The story is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think I would just rather see some of these other teams. i i that's, that's my own bias in this. There's no sort of like, you know, anything else to it. Um, otherwise I'm fine with seeing really any of the, any of the teams out of that region. I'd be good with Purdue. I'd be good with UCLA. I'd be good with Carolina. Um, on the On the right side, I don't really want to see Iowa State in the Final Four.
0: I'd be fine with Miami, though. Miami seems fun.
1: I'd be okay with Miami. I don't know I really, how badly I want to see Providence either. I know, like, luck off everybody. You know, just, like, go luck yourselves. Like, they're super lucky. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't really want to see that. I'd like to see Kansas. I wouldn't mind seeing Kansas or Miami. I really wouldn't mind seeing any of those top four teams, Arizona, Houston, Nova, or or Michigan. I guess I'd, I'd say Michigan the least. I love watching Houston, though. I, I'm in on the way they play. Like, I don't care that they play fundamental and tough defense. They've got guys who can shoot. They play up – they can They can go up-tempo sometimes and go score on people. And they're just so nasty that, like – I don't know. I mean, Arizona is, is more fun to watch just because of the, the style and – the the pace that they play at and the athletes and, that they've and, got.
0: And the star the star power of Ben Mathurin, He's gonna be good at the next level, Biggs.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it. I I mean I, yeah. I can see it. I don't really that doesn't factor in anything for me, to be honest with you. But I do like watching I do like watching Arizona play. Um I'd rather see Arizona I think against Villanova, but I think Arizona Houston's gonna be a really, really fun game too. Yeah. How about you? Who do you think wins that
0: one? Arizona, Houston. I, I think, uh, I think this is where it ends for Houston. I do think Arizona's going to win. Um, and I, I talked about it before before the tournament. Um, Houston is very chalky. Like they'll win their games that like they should. Um, technically, they won one against the four seed just a few days ago, but that's that's just right on the edge there. And so you know they'll win the game against twelve seed. They'll win the games against against the four seed in some cases, but I don't think they're going to beat the one seed. Um, do you think it's so like? With Tremont Mark and Marcus Sasser, you know, going down for the year earlier this year, like how much if had they had those two, how much would their seed have increased? Because I, I feel like they're just so steady that I don't know how much it actually affected them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean those guys. They had already taken a couple of losses with those guys in the lineup. They didn't really lose. I think they lost two games with those guys in the lineup. It was SMU and Memphis. And just by nature their schedule was really what. Kind of hurt their seed line. The AAC, the AAC being terrible hurt them more than anything. Um, they piled up plenty of wins. I, I don't think the injuries to those guys really did much. Maybe they don't lose to SMU or Memphis in the regular season. Maybe they literally go undefeated. In which case, maybe they're I don't know, like a like a three or four. I mean, what three or four seed though? Okay, you're probably a four, right? They'd probably maybe they'd be ahead of Illinois or Providence or uh, who are the other fours? UCLA and. Arkansas, yeah. You know, all those teams are coming out of high major, like power conferences where they're going deep into their conference tournaments. They're finishing really high. And I just think those conferences were so much more respected than the AAC this year. The AAC had one other team make the tournament. You know, those teams all had like besides the PAC 12 where there are only three, like the rest of those had five, six teams in the tournament. So I don't know. I was, that's a great question. Cause it's like, how much different do you think their ceiling would be? Do you think they'd, do you think they'd be a final four team with those two guys? Or do you think they'd probably be almost as I, you say, like, would they just be chalk?
0: I say I'd see a max of like, they'd be a three seed in this year's tournament. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they'd be elite with those guys. I mean, I, there's, are sort of elite. I don't think they'd be national title contender, which I guess they sort of are. I'm just talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. Like you always say, isn't it great? Yes. I love it. Uh, let's see. Should we move on to Friday here? I suppose. All right. So we start off. Oh, okay, my mind was just confused there because, like, because like on ESPN I have North Carolina favorited, and so because I favorited them, they put them at the top of the schedule. I was like, they're they're not the first game of the night.
1: No, they play at like nine o'clock. You're gonna have you're gonna yeah, struggle
0: with that. I know. Um, but you're good news like
1: is taking a nap after school or something. Or after, I, I after, after
0: school. I'm 31 years old. Biggs. I know. <laughs> uh, we start <laughs> off so with. Old. You're like 85,
1: we, though, when it comes to like the sleep
0: you need. <laughs> we start off with uh, Saint Peter's versus Purdue. Saint Peter's, we talked about before. Just they are this year Cinderella. They are Oral Roberts, Oral Bob, um, and they play big, bad Purdue. Quite literally, big, big Purdue. Um, do you see any chance for them?
1: Your guy Doug Edder, did you see this that he got a uh, an NIL deal with B Dubs?
0: I. This just warms my heart, bigs and right?
1: I yeah b-dubs on thursday in honor of doug eddard
0: the fighting doug eddard so is he gonna be doing commercials or what i don't know
1: probably that'd be amazing it. i wonder what his favorite wing sauce is
0: parmesan garlic
1: you think so or do you think it's like something intense like blazing
0: oh that's about the highest i could ever go and that'd be like for just one or two wings
1: I'll go with the original buffalo. I don't know where that ranks on like the on the thing. It's not the dry buffalo. It's like a sauce.
0: Is it medium uh, or mild? Or is it any it's hotter of those? than medium
1: and mild. Yeah, it's hotter than both of those.
0: Okay. Um, How many anyways, sauces
1: are there? Are there like 30 flavors?
0: It's got to be close to 30. And they have special special edition ones too.
1: Yeah. I bet you the original <laughs> buffalo is like, if there are, let's say there's 30, it's probably like the 23rd hottest or the 23rd. Okay. It's like the 7th hottest one. So it's not like at the very top, but it's like it's probably like towards the bottom, right? That's like 20. Yeah, right I, I don't
0: care thing? about the spiciness. I oh, just I, I like it. the taste.
1: Oh. Parmgar's yeah. my go-to.
0: Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Spicy gar, Parmgar, let's go shower in that shit.
0: Parmgar, honey barbecue, um, and medium are my go-tos.
1: Yeah. Hey, do you remember that tweet that Jeff Goodman fired off when uh we were talking about Providence and it's like transfer, transfer, yep. transfer, transfer. Okay. Yep. Let me list off, let me list off some names here for you. Um, guys who are going to be playing large roles for their teams in the Sweet 16. I'm gonna go by position. JD Note, Andrew Nemhard, uh, Charlie Moore, Jared Bina, Chris Likes, point guards. Johnny Juzang,
0: yeah, just point guards.
1: <laughs> That's just the point guards. Johnny Juzang, Cam McGusty, Isaiah Brockington.
0: Adonis Arms. Where are you finding this? just Are you? Just, Bolton, Justin are you is, is this just off the top of your head?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I went through the teams and just thought, okay, yep, that's a transfer. Okay. All five of those guys, or all six of those guys, shooting guards. They're kind of swings. Adish Tony, Tajay Moore, uh, Al Durham, Gabe Kalsher. Those are kind of wings. So there's like 10 wings right there. So we got five point guards, 10 wings.
0: Speaking okay, of wings... Good. Yeah. <laughs> We're back at it.
1: We got Brady Manick. We got Nate horchler who's the re- leading rebounder for Providence. Hartler. Stanula Moody. Um, Miles Johnson, your guy at UCLA. And Theo John, who's like a backup. He's like not really important, but like he's a transfer. That's he, 19 he... transfers like in rotations on these 16
0: teams. Don't you love it?
1: So I, I don't know. They, they're it, just
0: ruining the game, Biggs.
1: Yeah, apparently. It's just... I guess I, I'm not sure. Like, what the what was the premise there? Like, what was the yes? They're all transferring. Okay, we we had over th- we had like 1,500 guys transfer, and there's probably gonna be more this year.
0: Like, I get, I get, um, you know, trying to like create content and trying to like, get clicks and all that fun stuff. But at least say stuff that you at least you at least somewhat believe in. Like earlier this year, it was he really got on the whole. Oh, the ACC might only get one team in the tournament this year. Um, they have three teams in the Sweet 16.
1: I was saying, not for not for a single second was more than not was only one team from the. Hey,
0: but that's team. my point. Like, you just know in his mind, like he thought, even he thought there's maybe trolling. a two, like a two percent chance. You know.
1: Yeah. He's trolling. He's a troll, yeah. and I can't believe we've even given him this platform that we're talking about it. We Let's need to be of these kind of fools.
0: Yeah. All right. Purdue, St. Mary's. Any chance for St. Mary or St. Mary's? St. Peter's?
1: Oh, God. No, of course not. Purdue's going to okay. dominate.
0: Okay, perfect. And then they will play the winner.
1: Am I looking at this right?
0: Okay. Now we get to get into North Carolina here. The winner of North Carolina UCLA. What's the status of Jaime? No idea. Let me ask you this. Rate your like your percent chance of UCLA, UCLA winning with Jaime Hawkes and without Jaime Hawkes.
1: With him, I would be... Probably 72 28 UCLA. Okay. Without him, I would say I'm like 58 42.
0: UCLA. We're very close. or Oh, you still think UCLA is a favorite? Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say 70% chance UCLA wins with Jaime Hawkes. I was going to say like 60% chance North Carolina wins if Jaime wow. Hawkes is not playing You That's
1: think Hawkes is that? I love Jaime Hawkes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's. He that is
0: Im, he is important to them.
1: Of course he is. Yeah, but I mean they have other guys that can play
0: though. They do, and like I, you know, Jalen Clark has you know come off the bench before and had some had some good games. But I think that he is very important to their success because you know Leaky Black's to be on juicing. If he can slow him down, um, I think if they do have Jaime Hawkins, that is one that they're going to need to exploit is that matchup with Brady Manic guarding them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I I mean, I I think Tiger Campbell also will have a big influence on this game. He's he's by far the best point guard in this game. As good as R.J. Davis has played lately, I I still trust Tiger Campbell miles ahead of uh, ahead of R.J. Davis. What
0: about R.J. Love? Yeah, see that's that's Caleb 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 Davis.
1: Yeah, rough, rough. That's like that's like Brangelina. Yeah, you know, remember that when when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were dating or a thing. Yeah. They called him Brangelina. Yes. So it's like Brittany.
0: <laughs> there's no way they listen.
1: No, there's no chance. <laughs> don't even know who we are at this point. <laughs> he called me actually the other day, which was kind of nice, I guess. Was, was cool. it when he's
0: was he's at the? I know he's at the Duke game. No, I was ahead oh, of that. It okay. was
1: when I, we were walk, I was watching some some CUSA and some action going on on yeah. Friday night. So let's go.
0: Over uh, under Brady Manic being in this uh, eligible to play in this game for more than twenty five minutes before he's ejected.
1: Mm. I'm gonna say he plays over.
0: Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't
1: think UCLA. Watching UCLA, I don't think they've got like a, like an antagonist They don't have title. a Sohan. No, I don't think they do. I mean. I guess I mean you don't put anything past some of these teams when I mean it's 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 nut cutting time right I mean if we lose this game our season's over so never never underestimate what players are willing to do and the lengths they're willing to go to like keep their season alive but I just don't think UCLA has a lot of those kind of dudes it just seems like they're they're wired like SoCal dudes that are just like yeah that's what's up we're playing we're in the Sweet Sixteen sure if we lose okay let's go surfing you know like I don't know like they're really good I think they're the better team I think North Carolina can win but. I do think UCLA should be favored. Okay.
0: Sounds good. Um so yeah, let's uh let's get to the last region here. We have um, Providence, Kansas. Can Kansas survive Providence's luck? That's my that's my question to you.
1: Where does Kansas rank on the luck factor? I'm really curious. Well, you know, we without contextualizing some of this stuff, it's like 105. Okay, like, I mean, Wisconsin was really lucky and they lost but how lucky what? was Iowa State?
0: Kansas is 105. Out of the remaining teams, I wonder who is the Whoa. unluckiest team.
1: The unluckiest?
0: Yeah. If you were to guess, I have it right here. Who is the unluckiest? Gonzaga is
1: 244.
0: Yep, that's them. They are the unluckiest.
1: Arizona 72. That's interesting. That's pretty high.
0: Just watch. Drew Timmy is going to, like, sprain his ankle walking off the bus now or something. And then... Villanova,
1: 73. They've been pretty lucky. Arkansas, 90. North Carolina, 33. Huh.
0: We, we we need all that luck too.
1: They could use a little more, yeah. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs> Michigan's at 205. Where's uh okay, Gonzaga's two forty-four. Oof. Miami 42, Iowa State 66. So yeah, Providence is number one still by far. They're way ahead of everybody else. Um still getting absolutely no respect in the metrics. They're number thirty-three. Twenty-seven and five. It's incredible. Um, I don't know. I mean, Providence is just hard to. They're just it, for all the reasons we've talked about all year. They're just perplexing because you don't think like when you when you line them up, like if, if it were like if you were to split up the teams and just have like pick captains and have them pick teams, like all the Kansas guys are going before all the Providence guys. Yep, you know what I mean. Like Oshaya Baji, Braun, Jalen Wilson, David McCormick, Remy Martin. Are they all? They might the only guy that you might pick from Providence before before like the fourth or fifth Kansas dude is maybe Nate Watson.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean, like just because you want some size in the middle, right? You just you
1: know. want somebody who's more massive, and so you take the massivest guy out there. But like the individual talent, I mean, it, it doesn't really compare. Kansas has more of it. Kansas has a, a proven coach. They've they've won a ton of games. They won the Big Twelve. They won the Big Twelve tournament. And yet, for some reason, there's just like something about Providence where it's like, God, but like, could they? <laughs> you know what I mean? I? Kansas Kansas is more talented, but but then for whatever reason, there's just like this pause because we've seen Providence win so many tight, tough games where it's like, God, I don't
0: they're battle tested. Why why like, can't they be? You they, know, team,
1: like we just ask why can't this team win?
0: People like to pick out something and just like focus only on that. Like, oh, they are the luckiest team in the country according to Ken Palm, but find me a more battle tested team in the country than Providence.
1: There, there aren't, there aren't a ton. I mean, can, I mean all these. I mean, some of these high major teams. I mean, Kansas. I mean, Kansas coming out of the Big Twelve. I mean, they're probably pretty bad tested,
0: right? I'm just gonna pick. Uh, let's see here. Go through some of these results here. I'm gonna start January 26th, just because it looks like it proves my point the best. Okay. Win by three. Win by two. Win by four. Win by nineteen. Win by three. Lose by five. Win by one. Win by seven. Like, most of those are fairly close games, right? Yep. Games were at the end of the clock. Like, we, we witnessed this just last Saturday with North Carolina, and they could not. I mean, they ended up winning in overtime, but in regulation, that lead just went away. And because they didn't have ball handlers, Proud and Tazzy's ball handlers, they can make free throws. I mean, I with these scores, I just assume they can handle the ball and make free throws. So, you know, oh, we've battle, seen them all
1: year in the Big East. They, they definitely, obviously, we, we watch them play all year, they can execute. In big-game situations, they have guys who aren't afraid to take and make big shots. They've got experience. Um, I do think, though, if we're, if we're going to talk about like all the close games that Providence is winning, why hasn't Kansas won so many close games?
0: Have they? I? I should probably look at both sides of it, to be honest. Sure. My, my guess
1: is what you will find, though, is that they haven't won as many close games because they've won more blowouts.
0: That is also valuable, Biggs. Like. As much as I could take value in North Carolina being battle tested in overtime, I would have rather had them win by thirty in right. regulation. And so
1: I mean, there's something to be said about Kansas' ability like maybe they won't let Providence make that final three, four minutes important because they're up by thirteen. Could and be. I mean, you know, I think Creighton, if we're doing transit of property, Creighton beat Providence by thirty two weeks ago. Kansas just beat Creighton. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I think Kansas is the better team. Um What we have learned all year is that maybe Providence has just got something going on this year where you just can't discount them. We can't quit them, which is why I won't say, like, on paper, this is like a 90 10. I'm picking Kansas. But because I do believe in something about Providence this year, I will say it's like 75 25 Kansas.
0: Let me ask you this. Obviously, you're favoring Kansas, or you think Kansas is going to win. The line is seven and a half. If you were a betting man, which one, which side would 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 you cover that? You would okay, that gives me a good gauge of where you're at, and I think I would agree with that. By the way, nice, yes. Um, and they will play the winner of the Iowa State Miami game. Uh, when does it stop for Iowa State? Like they started off what like 13 and 0 this year. They end, they go into Big 12 play. They suck, and like we're just so out on them. We're wondering why they're even in the tournament. Yet here they are in the Sweet 16. They get—I can't remember—they beat uh, LSU first round and uh, and Wisconsin second round. Do you think those are fluky or is this actually a Sweet Sweet 16 team?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't think they're better than Wisconsin, but I mean, if you look at the Ken Palm metrics. <laughs> they're 37, and Wisconsin's 36. So, I mean, there's not a huge difference. There's obviously very little difference between the two of them. There's almost no difference in their in their net rating. It's 15.42 to 15.21. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're the 16th best team in the country, and I, uh, I guess I also don't necessarily think it's fluky. I think both those things are maybe true. What this game comes down to, John, is do you believe in offense or defense in the postseason? Because Miami ranks 18th in offensive efficiency in the country. Iowa State ranks 160th in offensive efficiency. Iowa State ranks 5th in defensive efficiency. That's why they are as good as they are, because they are the number 5 defensive team. They grind on the defensive end of the floor. Tyrese Hunter, Gabe Kelcher, Isaiah Brockington, like those three perimeter guys, it's going to be tough to find a better perimeter defensive trio in the country. Um, Their offense can get stuck in the mud, though, and... Um, but their defense is, is, just, is just so solid, and that will keep them in games. Miami, defensive efficiency, 121. So two very, like, not balanced teams. Miami's all offense, very little defense. Iowa State sucks on offense, juggernaut defensively. Which one do you believe in?
0: You know, with this game, I think this game might be, like, the one that I'm most 50-50 on out of all eight games in the sweet 16 round it'd be either that or the duke texas tech one which makes sense because those both of those are like right up against each other on the seed lines but yeah whatever um normally i'd say defense i feel like i feel like defense wins out a lot and when it's like when it comes like those metrics yeah but miami's guards just seem to be so hot right now with mcgusty and charlie moore um And and, um, Isaiah Wong, that I think Miami is going to eke out a win here. I do think it's going to be close Um, for Iowa State. Like you mentioned, like fifth in you know adjusted defense, it's more so like can they score enough points to be able to you know have enough points to outscore the other team? You know, because that's how you that is the goal. So and like Tyrese Hunter didn't he have like thirty or something in the first round? Yeah, he had, a, he had
1: an awfully good first round game, and then he was kind of a no show in the second game.
0: Yeah, so he might be like the uh, what's the word the catalyst here. Um, so Expect- I say out of like, I think they need big games out of him and Brockington. Like, I, and like by big games, I think between the two of them, they need to have like around thirty to thirty five points.
1: I was gonna say I think out of the three guards, you need two of them to show up. Who yeah. do okay? you got? Yes. Who do you got? Honestly, it might be the same thing with Miami, right, with Wong and McGusty and more. And, and I trust those three guards more than the Iowa State guards. Um, and I'd be curious, looking at Miami's adjusted defense at 121, I mean, I'm thinking, to like, some of these tournament games, their defense has been damn good. I mean, USC, they, they, they made life difficult on USC. Um, and, and then Auburn, too. I mean, Auburn stunk defensively. So I'm curious if that number has come up a bunch. If they're playing well, and you're right, maybe they're just riding a hot streak right now. I trust those three guards more than the Iowa State guards. I do think it's going to be maybe a bit of a gross, kind of like that Wisconsin game. But yeah, I I, I tend to I this is so this is so weird because I do love teams that play good defense, but I I do think Miami is the better team. That could be my bias talking, in that I just I would rather watch a Kansas Miami Elite Eight. Than an Iowa State Kansas or Iowa State Providence Elite Eight, like that just doesn't that doesn't get my part.
0: Right. Yeah. All right, so yeah, that's the end of the games. Um, let's see. We did talk about possibly doing this, picking like a uh, starting five with the remaining teams. I think we have time for this. So uh, here's
1: here's what I here's what I think we should do, in instead of that, or at least before that, rank your Sweet Sixteen games one to eight right now. Like, which one are you most excited for? Which one are you least excited for? All
0: right. I'm going to have to, like, highlight these because I haven't listened in the word doc. But I'm going to have to highlight. I'm going to go Duke-Texas Tech number one. Me too. Um, Like, as much as I think that Miami-Iowa State one will be close, I, I can't, like, put that number two or anything.
1: I, I have that one last. Even though really? I think it's close. I, I have that one last. Well, no. Purdue-St. Peter's.
0: I'd go Arizona-Houston, three or two. Yeah. Um, Me too. Three, Gonzaga-Arkansas. Four, North Carolina-UCLA.
1: I think I'd uh, flip-flop those
0: two. I think I, think I have so.
1: UNC-UCLA ahead, but that's because okay. I'm a better fan than you are.
0: Basically. I just, I just don't want to sound too biased. In front You're of just a hater. Things. Yeah. Um, Novo, michigan five. And then I'd go... Kansas Providence I'd go Miami Iowa State seven Purdue St. Peter's last I like it yes how, how close were you on that
1: I, I'm actually very similar I honestly think my, my favorite one is the Duke Texas Tech um, and then probably the uh, Arizona Houston I would go Carolina UCLA Gonzaga Arkansas then I think I would go did you have Villanova Michigan after that
0: that was my fifth. Was that after North Carolina? That was after North Carolina. I think that's Yeah,
1: I think I'd flip-flop Villanova-Michigan and kansas Pro I'd go Kansas-Providence, five. Villanova-Michigan, six. And then Purdue-St. Purdue, Peter, eight. Uh, Iowa State-Miami, seven.
0: Yeah. But all in all, I feel like this is a very... I feel like this is a very good 16 teams we got. The only complaint I would have would be the St. Peter's one. But like, if you have one out of 16, like how many did we have last year that we like, do we really want to watch this team? I feel like we had. Yeah, more and than I, mean, that.
1: And, I mean, think about that last year, like the 15 seed Oral Roberts gave Arkansas, maybe the best game in the sweet 16. Right. So, so maybe
0: St. Peter's will give uh, Purdue a run for their money. Maybe they'll beat them. Could be.
1: Be the first time ever that a 15 seed beats a three seed after advancing to the second weekend for the second year in a row and the first year after a pandemic. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Who's your number one pick? Number one pick, if we are doing a remainder, remaining teams from the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, number one pick, Ben Matherin.
0: I, I, I thought you were going to go with that too. Um. Let's see. I got to pick someone now. I, I got to figure out some star power here. As much as I hate doing this, Bigs, you know, we need to do the NBAification here. I'm gonna go with Paolo. Wow, have fun having a terrible defense. Whatever, shut down Ben Matherin.
1: <laughs> ben Matherin will go dunk on him. <laughs> That's what he does. All right. Um. Oh, you get to pick again
0: since I feel like. Oh it's yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna get my big man. I'm gonna get uh, and also another top five pick, uh, Chet Holmgren.
1: Ooh, NBAification for sure.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Um, let's see. I am going to go with. Gosh, I gotta like think about who's available here. We need to have like five teams. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with Jaden Ivy.
0: Ooh, that's
1: a good pick. And then. I will go with.
0: Hmm.
1: Do I want to go with a another wing or do I want to get a big? I will take JD Note. Okay. That's
0: I'll just hug all the Okay. Well, I'm going to hog all the big men. Uh, Zach Eady. No, I'm kidding. Zach Eady and Travion Williams. No.
1: Just the combination of the two of them. And
0: There's then my fifth take will be William. Armando Baycott.
1: Ooh, yeah, he's available. <laughs> All
0: right, I'm gonna get a nice little wing player here. Um, I'm gonna get my boy Johnny Juzang. and I feel like you're okay with that because you're you're gonna pick Jaime Hawkes at some point here. Ooh, maybe. Um, but maybe let's get Johnny and Jaime get a little some teammate action in there.
1: Some hardcore alliteration as well. Yes, <laughs> Johnny Juzang, Jaime Hawke's Jr.
0: And then okay, Johnny Juzang. and then um. I think like need a point guard in here. Give me... Who do I want? Oh, the point guard spot is tough to pick. I might go with... Who do there's, I want? There's a pretty good one still. Is he NBA potential? No. Because I'm trying to think of his name. It could be Nem hard. Um Who's Arkansas's point guard? I kind of forgot about yeah. Nemhard,
1: but no day, not, I stole
0: not. him. Yeah, um, don't want Roach. Not even sure who the Texas Tech point guard is. Um, Gillespie. Yeah. Okay. He's I'll a good Gillespie. one. Yeah. He's not. I don't feel like he's not an NBA talent though.
1: No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's not an NBA guy.
0: Yeah. So all right, Gillespie and Juzang. God, my roster all right. All right. is just I like stacked. I like that. I, like that. Um, I will take Abaji. These are your last I'm, two also.
1: I'm loading all the way up on wings right now. I'll take uh I'll take a Baji, and then I will take at center. I need a center. Gosh. I think I'll take I'll take Hunter Dickinson.
0: Okay. So is that your five Ooh, right there? Gosh.
1: You... That's tough. There's so many good centers.
0: So name your starting.
1: Name your starting five there.
0: Alright, so I life.
1: have Jaden Ivy, JD Note, Abaji, um, Dickinson? Ben Matherin and Dickinson. Okay. I can't believe there are some centers, though, that I took. Should I have taken Coloco instead of Dickinson? Maybe.
0: I, I thought you were going to take Timmy.
1: Or Timmy, too. Yeah, Timmy!
0: So I've or got... Mark
1: Williams. I mean, Mark Williams is a stud. Or Travion Williams. He is.
0: Or I, I, thought, you're, I thought you were going to pick one of the Purdue ones. Is Baycott, like, the eighth best center available in the Sweet Sixteen? He might spin? be. That's but he should be, he should be ACC
1: player of the year, though.
0: That's insane. Um, so I've got, I got to think of my roster. Gillespie, I've got Juzang, I've got um, Holmgren, and I've got Paolo. I'm going to finish it's with Jaime. Gonna... Jaime. Ooh. Yeah, I take like... it away. <laughs> I'm going to beat you with your guy. Little shit.
1: Yeah, she's like, she just barked at me for some reason.
0: <laughs> All right, so those are our starting fives. Um, you got anything else, Biggs? Any, any other thoughts? T-H-O-T-S?
1: I don't think I do. I'm just I'm fired up, man. Sweet 16. I hope I hope we get I hope we get great games. I hope we get uh the right teams winning that we could get good elite 8 matchups and you know, this is this is winding down. So we got we got to cherish this, John. We have 6 6 nights left of college basketball watching and it's over. We get we get four games Thursday, four games Friday. We only get two Saturday. We get two Sunday, and like those are over in like the mid afternoon Sunday, early. And evening.
0: then two the following Saturday, and then the one the Sunday following Monday one one day one 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 from, one that. from that. And that's it, and then it's done. That's it. It's gonna be done within like a week and a half from now.
1: Isn't that sad?
0: Yeah, it. I feel like it just started.
1: I know that's the thing about the that's the thing about the tournament. It's just like it's you like got to embrace it while it's there. Like, we run out of time.
0: Yeah, people don't embrace it while it's there. No, we have to. Yeah, times like this. No times like sad times, like you know, the middle of summer, make you embrace times like this. Yep. Right. Yeah.
1: These are these are the good old days that we're living in right now. Yeah. These so. are the good old days. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm pretty sure that's a country song.
0: Probably. These are Bye. the good old days. Tractor, 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 tractor. Bye. <laughs>